to the Good Friends Podcast, Episode 4. Rod Baston, Mayor, and Jack Dale sitting here on a beautiful Friday night. Gorgeous Friday night. Uh, I guess right off the bat, we have to apologize. A quick hi and a quick ooh, sorry about skipping last week's episode, depending on when you hear this. Yep. We, uh, we had planned originally to do a, um, an episode of Good Friends uh, on the Road. Good Friends on the Road. Because we went to, where did we go this week, Jack? We went to Providence, Rhode Island. To visit a good friend of the Good Friends podcast, Claire Camp. Uh, and we were up there, and we were having a good time, but fun. Didn't, didn't get to the podcast. Didn't get to the podcast, completely forgot. Um, not for lack of trying. Right. There is about two and a half minutes of <laughs> brutal, brutal, drunken footage that we will include. Maybe not the whole two and a half minutes. Maybe not the full two and a half minutes. snippets of it here and there. Good evening, and welcome to the Good Friends Podcast. What's the date? Tonight is November 6, 2014, and we're here having a party with with my co-host, Rod baston Mayor. Hi! And our good friend, Clark Camp. <laughs> this, right. is a, this is our first guest in podcast history. Wow. And it's Clear Camp, y'all. I feel very honored to be here. You should. You are not only, you're the first woman to be on our podcast. Oh you're the God, first hello. white woman to be on our podcast. Hello? And you're the first person to be on our, our podcast. Am That's I three glass ceilings. All women, white women out there? You bet. It's three glass ceilings. You're representing every white woman out there who's listening with a dream. You know we love our pumpkin spice lattes. Oh my fucking so yeah, there's a there's a lost good friends episode <laughs> up in Providence, Rhode Island. Yep. Um, along with a lot of brain cells it's coming and out of the DVD extras. Yeah, definitely. When you buy um the Good <laughs> Friends podcast Criterion Gold Edition, um, ten discs of episodes, six discs of features, and one disc of uh, of lost episode. What would be the like fold out poster that comes with the the box? <laughs> It would be like a 70s airbrush poster of me naked. Oh, full bush. Jesus. Full oh, bush. so frightening. But with that, like, 70s soft focus. <laughs> yeah. And then it would be signed, like, thanks for being a fan, XOXO, Rod. And then on the back, it would be the exact same photo with you. <laughs> Identical composition. <laughs> and this set will run no, you about 600 no. bucks. I'm, I'm, veto- I'm vetoing that. You're not into that poster. No. Do you have any other ideas for images that we can send out to the fans? I feel uh, like fans deserve some sort of, like, wall art. That's not up to me. It's up to the creatives who put our package yeah, together. Exactly. Our merch, our merch folks. Whoever, yep, yeah, I'm going to have hire Maverick Carter, the uh, famous NBA manager who, like, oh. gets all the deals signed. Oh, does he? Yeah. I would love if we could sign a deal with a 70 Soft Focus former porn outlet slash criterion to put out the Good Friends podcast. On DVD, not even CD, DVD. Maybe you could do the portrait of yourself, like, so your upper torso is, like, outside of the fold, Mm -hmm. and then inside's obviously, like, you would have bought it already. Oh, right, right, right. Boom. That makes sense. Or what if it was one of those poses where it's, like, me naked, but when you flip it upside down, it's like an old woman. (laughs) (laughs) You know those, like, optical illusions? Like, you just flip it around and suddenly it's an 80-year-old woman's face screaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then you flip it around and it's just me lying there Right. Naked. It's like a lady with, like, a gigantic nose. Like a... <laughs> a floppy, 
floppy nose and weirdly a goatee. Yeah. Unclear why. That's yeah. good. So, for the fans, the holidays are coming up. Keep your eyes out and keep your wallets ready. Right. It'll set you back a pretty penny, but right. worth it. Ooh, ooh. It is worth it. 100%. It's going to be very expensive, though. Yeah, it's going to be very, very expensive. Okay. Well, we like you, though. Yeah, that's a good uh, good, good thing for the holidays. Yeah, good thing for the holidays. We'll discuss more holiday options as like the holidays get closer. They and get they closer. are getting closer. They are, and the weather's changing outside, and I know one thing that you really like is being comfortable. I love being cozy. It's yes. my favorite thing. Yet, I hate when it goes, becomes dark early. And so I'm stuck. So I don't know how to feel. What happened? What was... Uh, the initial scenario that really set this whole... Like, the trauma that made this trauma. reality? Oh, I don't know. I think, honestly, what it probably was was a, a nap that went wrong. A nap that went haywire. Up, and I woke up and it was and dark. And what did you see? I saw my uncle's hand over my mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I saw um, a room that was pitch black where once was light. I closed my eyes for a 20-minute nap probably when I was a kid, woke up to pitch darkness, and was pissed off and could never deal with daylight savings time beginning or ending again okay whatever is it, whatever just happened daily savings time ending or beginning whatever just happened i hate i hate when it happens yeah <laughs> whatever daylight savings is kind of depressing at first or it's good and we and, hate when it's over daylight savings is depressing that's what, okay so i don't like when it's over yeah. i don't even know what i don't like I just anyway don't like dark. <laughs> back to the subject at hand rod is freaking out about bed bugs oh wait now the segue is clear to me there you go i'm Panicking about bed bugs. <laughs> Panicking <laughs> about bed bugs. Let me paint the whole picture. Okay. Last night. Yeah. Um, three thirty a.m. I see out of the corner. Three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I see okay. out of the corner of my eye a little o bug, and instinctually just like slap it and kill it. Yeah. And then in doing so, I'm like, no! Like, I no longer have the ability to, like, ID what this bug is. So immediately, I'm now in a gray area. And when I'm in a gray area, anxiety takes over. Yeah. Anxiety takes over. So I'm automatically like, okay, for sure, that's a bed bug. There's no way it could be anything else. Because I can't even ID it anymore. But but what makes you jump from just being like, oh, maybe that's one of those annoying fruit flies that sometimes gather around It wasn't flying. It was crawling. Oh, it was crawling. It was crawling. Are you sure it wasn't? Like a flying bug that just happened to be crawling at the time. When my hand came, it tried to scurry. So I'm like, why wouldn't you just fly? You don't know if it was a bed bug. I don't know if it was a bed bug. But I will say, a few hours before, I was in the bathroom and I saw a bug on the wall. And I smashed it again. I was like, no! Once again, I didn't ID it! And I'm like freaking out. I like go on the internet, like hunched over. The lights off, just like the hue of the computer screen on my like face. (laughs) Eye bags on fleek. Literally like losing my mind. Looking at like this bloodied (laughs) bug carcass on my palm. And comparing it to like these hideous Ren and Stimpy zoom-ins of bed bugs. And I was like, what am I even looking at? Ah!" And I was like going to kill myself. And they were like... All these tips to know. They're like, if there's brown marks on your blanket, it's probably bed bug feces. And I know that once a friend who shall remain nameless, like, dropped a mascara pen, like, on my bed sheet. So there's been, like, a little brown stain, like, on it. So I, even though I know what the stain is, I immediately was like, it's bed bug feces. Like, it's a fucking infestation, not risking it. Yikes. <laughs> I was freaking out. I should have woken you up. I should have come into your room and woken you up. Yikes. What would you have done if I did? I would have I would have killed you. Make me feel better. Tell me they're not bed bugs. Uh, it's not bed bugs. Okay. Uh, again, 
we live in such a small apartment mm-hmm. that if you had bed bugs, Ned or I probably would also have bed bugs. So it's very misery loves company. There's no way I'm the only one. That's Look at you. Idea. You're all like nervous right now because you're actually like <laughs> wondering about the bed bugs. I'm actually worried. This is not a shtick. Uh, let me rephrase. I don't think we have bed bugs. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. Jack! I don't know. Look. <laughs> okay. I definitely don't have bed bugs in my bed. Okay. Give me you some. You probably found a bug that happens, you know, bugs inside happen every once in a while. And I have a plant that's literally dying in my room, too. Do you think it could be from that? Uh, I don't know. Do Jack! You ever open, do you ever open your windows? I do. I hadn't opened it in about a week. About a week ago. About a week ago, man. Uh, no, but I don't know. Sometimes I open the window out there. And then a bug gets in. That's what you think it might be. Maybe. I hope so. I hope you're right, Look, buddy boy. But I'm just telling you, I can't I can't give you a definitive answer <laughs> okay. unless I like, you know, walked in there and looked at it. Did you see like did you Google what bed bugs look like or like yes. what happens when you have them? Well, I Google so I as you know, I Googled the hideous close ups, yeah. but I also every picture I kept seeing was like a bunch of bed bugs like always like congregating. Like not just one chillin'. There wasn't like a zoom out. This is like there a, was as well. Like this is the corner of a mattress, and this is like a bed infested? bug. Yeah, and there was a lot. It, it like? didn't look a thing like my mattress. It was like what up bed bugs. Well, in the there house. you go, dude. I know, but like, what if it's like the trickle that starts the flood? <sighs> well, <laughs> you, you know what? Sometimes in life, shit happens, and you're gonna have to deal with it. Woo! <laughs> Rough, but real. That is a lesson for good friends everywhere. There you go. So, bed bugs, chill, bro. <laughs> That gets the chill bra of the week. Yeah, chill bra. How about you? No, uh, me what? How's your week? <laughs> oh, my week. Well, I don't know. Bed bug free. Let's talk. Last night we saw, um, we saw the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Nightcrawler. Yes, we did. We did see mm-hmm. Nightcrawler, which we both were equally surprised we really wanted to see. I guess spoilers. I don't know. Do we have to say that? Should we do a spoiler? Should we do a spoiler check? I mean, just say spoilers. Why don't we? Okay. If you're listening, potential spoilers. Potential spoilers. But I will say this: if there's ever a movie with real spoilers, we would give you a more real spoiler check. So this is a sign that yeah. the spoilers aren't really even spoilers That's in this true. movie. Yeah. Like, but there's, you know, if you want to go in fresh, as we did, true. you should. But it's a really weird movie. Didn't love. Definitely didn't hate. But definitely I liked didn't. it. Yeah, I mean, it was a it movie that kind of like kept your attention in the theater. Should we give the plot? It. Yeah, absolutely. It's about a guy who finds a bed bug in his bed. No. Um, Wrong. No? Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. That's my own drama that yeah, I'm living. Yeah. Um, it's about a guy um, named Louis, who's Lou played Bloom. by... Lou Bloom. Played by Jake Hilanhol. Um, and he is an eccentric, to say the least, a sociopath for sure, maybe? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Who becomes obsessed with being the first person at the scene of a crime and filming it so that he can sell it to local news channels. Being like a freelance, a freelance news, news videographer. Videographer. Yeah, um, and he sets his sights on this one fledgling network run by Rene Russo. Fun fact: the movie was written and directed by Rene Russo's husband. What up, Dan Gilroy? Hi. Yeah. Good name check. How there did you go. do that? I don't know. I'm impressed. Whatever. Actually, we should tell good friends, listeners, Jack Dale is a Rene Russo super fan. <laughs> Jack loves a good Rene Russo film. Every other thing she's ever been in, I've been a huge fan of. <laughs> been a huge fan of. Yeah. And you're about to live one of her most famous films. It's called Outbreak. 
never and it's going to be my life. Oh, okay. Except about bed bugs instead of monkus. I didn't see that movie. Yeah, I actually didn't either. But it was another one of those movies that came with a, my DVD player. I was telling you about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's really weird. Uh, it literally stars the monkey from Friends. Okay, like, what am I back to, <laughs> Sorry. to Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. So he, Jake Gyllenhaal is obsessed with being at the scene of a crime. And as his obsession continues, he begins to sort of like minorly manipulate the scenes of crimes to like get a better shot and goes deeper into moral ambiguity as a result. And I actually today I read a um an article about it where Jake Gyllenhaal was like giving an interview and he's talking about how he wanted to model his character like after like a really hungry coyote mm. that like kind of wander Los Angeles at night. Oh interesting. And so that's why he said he decided to lose all that weight. So he reminded me of uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character from Fargo. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I remember you said that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, id-driven Who was humans. also very much like, humans are animals, idiot. Right. So thus be an animal or dead. Yeah. I will say that the movie itself sort of, like, hovers a little superficially. Like, it kind of just, yeah. like, skids, like, the surface of all of these things. You know, it's like a satire. There are some funny, like, instances but... where that you could tell, like, at least from, like, the plot standpoint, that a tough time like dictating how to get from like a to b yeah so totally. just like oh just like quick montage to quick montage of me like googling something totally like, totally that's that happens more and more in movies it really does like, oh quick montage of this guy googling something for sure and it's like part of you is like oh it's because of the attention span of the public and the party's like no this is just really lazy filmmaking and the uh, public can actually handle like a well plotted so sometimes film. i was like i don't oh. love when that but happens didn't really take up much else. No, because at the end of the day, the film is sort of like a B-movie. It's sort of like a weird... I don't even know. It's just like a B-movie. Like, a, I could see Nightcrawler being made in the... If you had, like, 70s. never seen it and you see it on Netflix, I'm sure it'd be like, whoa, this is, like, totally. a quality movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You would see it on Netflix or you would see it on, like, Cinemax at, like, 3 a.m. It just has a weird 70s, like... It's true. Weird early 80s like you were saying, you were talking about vibe. the mo- movies that, like... Oh, the and After Dark movies. Yeah, the After Dark yeah, movies. Yeah, definitely. LA. Yeah, so the After Dark movie is like a subgenre film that a really good friend of mine, Mark, wrote like a great essay about for our film journal back at university about films where like the protagonist um, goes through like a real substantial transformation, usually over the course of a single night. Yeah. Um, and then various films sort of play off of that and like stretch it out, like not over the course of a single night, but like over many nights, like Taxi Driver is probably a great example of that. And After Hours is like the best example of just like a traditional After Dark movie. And this is a total After Dark movie. And as the most interesting thing is, LA seems to be a city that functions most interestingly in movies when you... At night. Yeah, contextualize that city at night. Like in New York, you see it at night, obviously, but there's something about the sprawl of LA that becomes like very... Very um, unsettling, almost yeah. exclusively. And next, it's the only kinda, time there's no one around. It's kind of like noir, you know, when it's like dark yeah. and like the pavement's like wet and the street mm-hmm. lamps make everything look yellow. Yeah, absolutely. Like yellow twin- yeah, and it. just like seeing the power grid element of how New York looks from above, it just feels like a very isolating place. Because it's not even a city, it's just a sprawl. It's oh, just LA. like a LA itself, yeah. 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 Um, versus New York, sort yeah, of right, like right, right. foggy, like big sleep kind QB, of kind of like well organized right yeah i just feel like there's something about new york where like <laughs> you, there's always a gargantuan element of the cityscape like above you and that is unsettling mm, but something about la is that it's like everything is sort of eye level you don't have a lot of skyscrapers and yet it's just isolating because everything is far away from everything each other else, there's nothing yeah. above you everything's just sort of horizontally mm, interesting. Um, disconnected and i don't know i love that and I think the movie kind of does that. It, like, paints L.A. in this sort of, like, really dark, depraved way. 
Um, and yeah, so that was, it was, it's a good movie to see for this time of year, which is sort of the like in between before we get into the jump of award season. It was sort of like an, one of the better movies that comes out in the like this October, like the last November. Minute. Wouldn't you say that this is like the last minute push for awards movies? No, this is, is the really beginning. Start? This is the beginning. The beginning. Oh. The beginning. I'd say like summer movies end in August. Award season starts in November. Because I guess so summer August, September, don't October. ever get considered, right? No, rarely. Mostly because yeah. they're just like not award season movies, and mostly because they like won't be in the Academy consciousness right. by the time the yeah, awards absolutely. come around. So many months later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we're definitely like diving into award season. I don't think Nightcrawler is going to be in contention, but it's no. definitely one of the better turn your brain off movies. I think out mm, right okay. now. What other other movies that? people should be aware of for award season because I honestly don't know. Oh, Interstellar. That's another one that we Ugh, I want to see it literally yeah. so bad, but let me quickly take out a loan so I can see it in IMAX 3D or whatever. Critics are calling York. it stunning but unfocused. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Is that really true? That's that was a read. really great, succinct review. Stunning but unfocused? Yeah. Hmm. That's what I've read. Interesting. Hmm. I'm ready to see Matthew McConaughey in space. It's one of the few places we haven't seen him. We've seen him fail to launch on water. We've seen him mm, as a cowboy in Dallas on land. It's true. Put him in space. Put Bring him up. Put me in space, man. <laughs> dude. Put me in space, man, dude. Want to go to Mars, <laughs> dude. You're giving, you're giving me McConaughey, Owen Wilson. Hybrid. Owen Wilson? I'm getting a little Owen Wilson in there. I'm offended. <laughs> Do you hate Owen Wilson? No. I don't think I like him. I'll say that. What? Owen Wilson feels like the poor man's Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. What do we think of that? Is that a good friend's theory of the week? <laughs> no. I'll give Owen Wilson more credit than that. I kind of like Owen Wilson. Really? You do? What happened but to I'm kind nose? of a sucker for all those... Uh, I'm kind of a sucker for all those stupid Wes Anderson movies. Uh, I don't like all those. I hate that. Yeah, you hate all of them. I, I don't hate all of them. You're just over it. I mean, I understand. It's like... It's so, I was over his style is so obvious and like... I mean, he does it in every single one of his films. It's exhausting. Yeah. When the form fails to function the story... To the degree that his movies do now, I'm out. I do still like uh, Royal Tenenbaums. I will say that. That'll be my one. Rushmore's also one. really great. I haven't seen that in a really long time. Oh, Rushmore's like Well, that's because it's one. the one that like chills out a little bit. And it doesn't look like cotton candy like shit all over it. Yeah, right? It's like yeah. less stylized, that it one. Is. You're right. I just love that this guy gets funding to do exactly what he wants to do. And then makes his own movies. Like, that level of control and, like, auteurship is, like, yeah. admirable. Even yeah. if I don't love the product, like, I, I love the ability to do it. Because that's harder than ever to do now. Bill Murray. Who doesn't love Bill Murray? Literally no one. Literally who doesn't love Bill Murray? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. He's any, actually so great. Any chance Bill Murray on, and, the, on the big screen? <laughs> you'll, you're in. Me likey. <laughs> Jackie D likey Billy M. Yeah. Yeah, great. I love Bill Murray. He's great. He's so sweet. I want to hug him. He seems mm. like he'd be a really great uncle. Yeah. I want him as my uncle. He would be a great uncle. Wouldn't he be like a great uncle? I hope he was a good dad. Ooh, does he have kids? I don't know. I feel like he doesn't. I think he does. Really? I think I heard him, I think I heard like a clip of him when he was on Howard Stern and mm. he was talking about like his kids. So I think he Does he kids. have a daughter or a son? I don't know. Jack? I can't, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he would have a daughter. <laughs> maybe, maybe he does. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe a son. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> It's really a 50-50 shot. Yeah. You know, I don't know which. He'd be a, probably a great dad. He just seems I mean, goofy. Maybe. What about how everyone just sees him around doing things? Is that real? Do you think those, like, weird Bill Murray sh stories are real? I do. I think they're totally Where he'll, real. like, go up to someone in public and be like, no one will believe you. Yeah, like, steals a fry off their, like, plate. Yeah. It's like, a lot of those stories end up having pictures that come out of it, like, a long time later. Oh, yeah. Like, there was, like, a famous one of him, like, going into a random, like, house party or something. And oh. then pictures emerge. I've seen one of him, like, doing karaoke party. and stuff. Really? Yeah. That's just him living his life. 
Yeah. Uh, also, there's like a like a story like he doesn't he like I think now he carries a cell phone. He said because he wants to like, yeah. text his family, but like he doesn't. You I have to like that. call a one eight hundred number and like request to talk to his agent. Yes. And his agent will call you, and then like eventually we'll get in contact with Bill Murray. But like a lot of times, studio studios like don't know where he is. Totally. Like, they don't know if he's gonna show up. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a phone. I've totally heard the same thing. So it's like... That's crazy to me. Super weird kind of like dynamic. Like, I don't know. Is Bill going to show up today? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's know. so unreliable yet yeah. so loved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to think of that. That's like yeah. Fran Leibowitz who like also does not have a cell phone or an email or anything. And I'm just kind of like, how is this happening? Like, how do you mm. survive in this world? Yeah. I don't know. But I respect it. Yeah. I respect someone that can like be that disconnected. For instance, when we were in Providence, good friend listeners, we did a no phone rule and it was surprisingly refreshing. I thought. We had no cell phones when we went out. It's true. It was nice. Yeah. I didn't even notice, really. I kind of noticed for a little bit, and then immediately sort of just, like, turned it off and, like, yeah. didn't notice. It's just surprising that I can feel a difference in my, like, cognitive rest when I don't have a phone with me. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times that's kind of just, like, our generation smoking. Mm, what, phone? Like, yeah. f- constant phone just use? Just kind of like, you know, if you're, like, socially anxious a little bit yeah take out your phone looks like you're doing something as opposed yeah the way you would like as opposed to just like sitting there you know right it's true it's totally true being like putty like do you want to read something right (laughs) okay no it's a six hour flight no it's okay (laughs) yeah i don't know smoking is cooler though than being on your phone don't you think uh smoking smoking, you're more open to the forces and, like, experience. I guess Being so. on your phone, I mean, you're guess, in your phone. I guess, yes, right. I guess smoking is also social in that right. smokers smoke together. Yes, and yes. And then they talk. But nobody's, nobody's like, hey, I'm just waiting for a friend. Do you mind if I use my phone out here with you? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, no and then more. you're, like, talking while you're on your phone. Yeah, like, so what's your story? Yeah. Like, sorry, one second, I'm checking. Oh, look, have you seen that tweet? Wait, fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, not going to work. Yeah. So it makes a good friend support smoking. We're we're a pro smoking podcast. No, no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Retracted. We don't good want friends podcast. We don't want that dirty tobacco money. We don't want that DTM dirty tobacco marnus. <laughs> don't want a droplet of it. So that was weird. That was a weird segue. <laughs> we started with movies. We ended up on uh, dirty on... <laughs> tobacco money. I think there's a connection to be made there. I guess so. Hollywood and tobacco industry not that different. Yeah. Let's be honest. A ramble, but whatever. <laughs> but a ramble yeah. a ramble a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do Tongue of the Week? We should do a Tongue of the Week. Devil Tongue of the Week. Uh, is it Devil Tongue of the Week? Whatever. It's Devil Tongue of the Week sounds better. It's the Good Friends Devil Tongue of the Week. Yeah. And the answer is going to surprise our listeners. The Devil Tongue of the Week goes to us. It's us. Uh, We're going to hell. Because uh, uh, straight down. Uh, it's hot in here. Because Jack and I, bum bum bum, brutally were not registered to vote in New York. Yeah, I didn't vote. Yeah, but I wanted to. Yeah. I did not realize I did I when I moved here two years ago, I remember voting, and I was convinced it was because I was registered here. Turns out it was an absentee, absentee ballot, ballot, and I had completely misremembered my own memory. Come on, dog. Pissed. Yeah. Pissed off. I was like Red D, too. Come on, dog. I'm really mad. We had low numbers. 18 to 29 did not show up. <laughs> like, at But all. they rarely do. Those Our age demographic really, really doesn't show it's up that true. much. It's true. But it felt particularly brutal this year because so much stuff seemed on the line. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I will. So much. I will say that. Yeah, I, th- I think probably in either district that you or I would have voted in, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> this is this might be true, but uh, I don't know. I mean, just like there was just so many. But the pro- the flaw in that thinking is that you know it's everyone it's a cycle, like right? Everyone does uh, that, and then nobody does it, and then the man wins. Right, voting is a uh, very important. It's a civic duty, and it's a civic duty. We should have done it. We should have done. I, I should have done. I'm it. mad. That devil tongue of the week. I deserve through and through. I'm pissed off. Yeah, I mean, I'll get over it. <laughs> oh wow, I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. Partly bed bug related, <laughs> partly devil tongue See, related. But the good thing about this is that you can just vote in the upcoming bullshit election in two years. So right, but do you remember in episode one flashback when literally we discussed this? Two votes in a decade? Must we? That is so little. I well, can't vote twice every ten start years. Start voting, uh, you know, more often. I need to. Go I can't to, believe I wasn't registered. You I was should go to the. To. You should go to like the community meetings and really, really like <laughs> organize and like, you know, just yeah. like get obsessed and then like, uh, you know, just be obsessed with it. And yeah. Then take over the world. Okay. Start one meeting at a time. And then, I have often thought about what I would be like at a PTA meeting. All you got to do suburbs. is read Game of Thrones and like mirror what they do in that. I'm. Let me let me tell you one thing right now. What. I am never going to open a Game of Thrones book. <laughs> Let me just halt that fantasy, pun intended, right there. Oh, because you get the audiobooks? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I call George R.R. R. Martin every night and have him <laughs> read one chapter to me as I doze off. Whoa, that's really cool. Into sweet sleep. Can you imagine? Nice. No, I'm not going to waste a bit of his energy. He's going to die any minute. You guys need that book finished. Ouch. Ooh, I'm sorry, but it's a real, it's a real anxiety. That that is going to go unfinished. I think it's unfair to to do that, though. Why? Because he... It's like, whatever. Does it feel like I'm just saying that because he's obese and old? Yes. Yeah. I think so, and that's an easy joke to make. And it's a hilarious joke to make. But it's also... It just seems very real. (laughs) But maybe not. Is Uh, he healthy? I don't know if he's healthy or not. Jack? He goes on tour all the time. Okay. I can't imagine the guy who would be unhealthy going on tour. But the problem... He also mentions how the problem is that now that he's... uh, like, always on tour, he never has time to write. (laughs) Oh, my God, wait, the cycle is real. Yeah. What does he do? Yeah, he does, he, like, writes other, I mean, he just gets, like, distracted. He, he, like, he is so adamant about, like, like, his writing time and, like, like, what he wants to write about when he wants to write it. That he's never going to be able to just sit down behind a computer and, like, churn something out. Right. If he was forced to, I don't think he would be able to do it. Right. But it's not that he's not doing it. It's just that he gets so detailed and descriptive with stuff. Right. That it just takes him forever. I'm scared. He says he's just writing way too much. And, like, he's already like, oh, my God, I might have to, like, write another book. That's so intense. Because it's just like, I'm not getting through the story quick enough. That is so... He's his own worst enemy. Yeah. Imagination is a killer. I know. He's got such a crazy imagination. He's such a crazy imagination. His brain works in so many ways. Yeah. And he is forever chained to it. So... Uh, but another digression. The point is... Tongues of the week. Tongues of the week. I look right in the mirror. We're going straight to hell. We're going straight to hell. And never again. This is a good friend's vow. We will never again not vote. Ever. Again. <laughs> right, Jack? Uh, Jack? Does that mean we have to like vote in like community elections. I'm not voting in community elections upside You just mean, like, <laughs> midterms and the presidential election. I mean, like, you know, like, whenever you can get around to it. Midterm elections, <laughs> and then the big the big kahuna, which is the, the big one kahuna. for the Well, I will say, I would love to be able to vote for, like, more community stuff. I just don't feel informed enough. 
And I feel like in New York, you're always moving. So aren't you like in different communities, like yeah. potentially all the time? I don't know. I We're don't gentrifiers. Know. What can I say? I'm a gent. I'm a gent. We're not as brutal a gentrifier as many others, though. No, that's true. Which I love. Yeah. Should we do our good friends of the week? Yes. You go first. Uh, okay, I'm giving a shout out to the start of the NBA season. It's been uh, ooh, ooh, so good. Friend of the week is the NBA. Yeah, the whole NBA. Ooh, all right. Yeah, it's been fun so okay. far. For who? Interesting storylines uh, that are already developing, mm-hmm. which some you could see by like a mile. Okay. Which my favorite one that people are harping on now is is uh, like LeBron and the Cavs. Okay. Get are it you to aware me. that LeBron moved from? The Miami Heat to the... He moved again? No, no, no. Oh, my God. I just panicked. From this past summer, uh-huh. that was the move. That was the move. That yeah, oh, move. of course I remember that. You're aware of this. Yes, yes, yes. Where well, he went back. He didn't go back. He went back to his old team, Oh, he right? went back to his old team. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, but don't right. get confused. He, he didn't move again. That would be insane. I would have heard about that, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I would assume so if a player got traded before the start of the NBA right. season, right after being Especially a player. A player who literally can't sit still. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... He is on a new team, playing with new guys, with a new coach. Okay. Kind of get reacclimating himself to the new setting. Okay. And they're not. The team isn't playing very well. They're start the season. They're one and three. Okay, not good. I mean, not good. Okay. That's not a good record. Okay. It would be better if they had more wins. Mm, because winning is good in this. Winning game. is good. That's okay. the point. I'm uh, but people are kind of like already freaking out and saying like, "Is this the end of LeBron? Oh, like, is he on the down decline of his career?" Like, is he done? Click, What's that's wrong? Click is he bait. injured? That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's clickbait. He's in a new setting, right. playing with new teammates who've never played with LeBron before. Right. LeBron's got to orient himself around these guys. Right. They've got to orient himself around this. Right. They're playing and this under just a coach started. who's never coached in the NBA before. What? At any level. Hello. Yeah. Is LeBron just like, must it just be me just because I'm on this team? Why is it always up? Like, why are, are there no other factors but LeBron? No, he has a very stacked team. They should be very good. Okay. They have two other legitimate stars, and they have a pretty deep thing going. Like, now what's popular is, like, wherever LeBron goes, old veterans will, like, follow him to Cleveland and, like, sign with sign with the team he's mm. on because LeBron's there, and he gives them the best shot to win the title. Oh, interesting. So, like, they they aren't... They should be good, right? But they're not so far. Right. And everyone wants to point it at LeBron because he's the most polarizing person on the court, right? Like, I don't. What I'm, makes I'm, him so polarizing? Because he had this like weird. He's got this weird narrative right. for his whole career, where he's like kind of the local kid coming up, and he's like a prodigy, number one pick in the NBA draft, like huge deals immediately, huge shoe deal, you know, deals with like Pepsi and all these brands and stuff. And he's, like, really great, and he's winning all this stu- stuff, and he's, like, so physical and so big and fast and strong, and he can dunk, and he, like, mm. you know, he's so great. And, but he never wins the title. Mm-hmm. And he kind of is, like, frust- he becomes frustrated, and then he, like, leaves home. Mm-hmm. And then everyone hates him. Right. Especially because of the way he did it. People thought it was a little whack doing sure. the decision. Yeah. If you ever were. The announcement. The decision. The decision. So... I and watched went, it. And then he wins in Miami, and people eventually, like, get over it. And then he mm. goes back to Cleveland. Now people, like, starting to really, like, he's, like, a good guy now. Right, just because he came back. Yeah, because he came back. I see, I see. That whole thing. Uh, and so, but he, and so, like, but so there's some people who are still, like, he's an idiot. Like, right. he's bullshit. Like, he's he's just a sellout and stuff, so. Yeah, like that crazy story it's that like ran on Deadspin. kind of a thing. That, like, killed, do you remember that story? What story? The... 
featured on, on LeBron James that Nike killed that was eventually oh, yeah, on right. Deadspin. Yeah, right. Yeah, that tries to get at that. Mm-hmm. Tries to get at sort of like the ambiguity of the LeBron James character. <laughs> it's funny. And like the, the emptiness if of it. You, if, so... Uh, for the first game of the season they they played, they lost. Okay. But before the game, LeBron was like giving them like an inspirational speech in the in the lot in the hallway, like right outside the or like as they go into the arena. Okay. And he's like got them gathered because it was like a huge event. ESPN like put up a set out in Cleveland, like in front of the arena to to film everything, and it was yeah. like this huge spectacle because it was his first game back. And LeBron's like talking to the guys, and he's like, "This is probably one of the biggest sporting events ever," and. I'm not gonna lie, it's because it's for me. Um, <laughs> but you guys are a part of that, and it's like, okay, LeBron. Like you need to bring it down a couple notches. Let's chill. Let's I mean, chill. He's, he's right, but he's right, but like I don't need to hear him say it. Yeah. He knows that we know. Yeah. That's so extra. Yeah. I hate shamelessness. Yeah. Sports players drive me crazy. They get paid way too much. Their egos are inflated way too much, and people don't challenge them. Free market, bro. Free market. Ugh. I want to throw them all out a window. Free market, bro. I'm not going to free market them. I want them to all break their legs just for like a couple years, have their checks taken away, <laughs> and remember why they're doing it to begin Someone with. Someone else would just fill the void and maybe they wouldn't get paid as much, but they still get paid. Don't you feel like they much. lose track of like their love of the game by being paid that much? Potentially. 100! Not a debate. Yeah, but then it's fun to make fun of those players that do that. Yeah, I guess. But then, that's a def- that's an awful they, then cycle. They, then they are my, my favorite kind of click fodder. Right. And I can go back and watch like old YouTube clips of uh, you know, of them NBA falling down and like just Ugh. people failing. And... I do love a good sports failure. Yeah, like the um, that one Visa commercial of that guy who's like running track and like breaks his leg and his like dad walks him around the track so he yes. can finish it. Have you seen that? Yes. <sighs> Asshole. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That video makes me cry literally every time I see it. You're you know me and my dad. You're the worst. Okay. You, okay, so who's your good friend of the week? My good friend of the week is Azalea Banks, who finally uh, dropped her long-delayed album, Broke with Expensive Taste. Are you Taste. crying now? I'm getting emotional. No, I'm not. I'm literally just really stuffy. Uh, but she finally released it. It was supposed to come out in 2012. Whoa. That was two years ago. Whoa. Um, and it definitely came out of nowhere. She pulled a Beyonce and just dropped it. Whoa, really? Down. Yeah, just like came out yesterday and... People oh. are about it. Yeah, it's like... I remember you getting it... You were, like, talking about that yesterday. Yeah, when we were on the bus. And yeah. I was like, tee-hee-hee, could it be? Yeah. And it was. It is out. This album is out. Is it good? Um, it is good. I'm only giving it one spin. I need to do... Enough. It's No, it's good. I need to give it a better... Better spin. That's true. But... It usually takes me a while before I figure out if I like something or not. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it should. I feel like the minute I love it, the second I hear it is... I'm probably not really engaging with it. Suspect. Like, I want to, like, give it... Yeah, I want to yeah. give it, like, two good listens before I can, like, have an opinion. But just the fact that it's out... And, you know, if you want to talk about cultural narratives, the Azalea Banks narrative is the most vicious, where she has just become... What is that? Just, okay. like, the excitement that surrounded Azalea Banks is, like, I don't know, like, an up-and-coming MC with, like, a really forward-leaning sound and, like, throwbacks to sort of, like, ballroom and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, 90s house and, like, just, like, she could just spit. Like, she goes... It yeah. on her songs, and then the beef she started on Twitter and like this. She album started beef on Twitter with everyone. Did you not know this? No. If you literally are like somebody who just raps even on the side, she will start a beef with you. Whoa. Hardcore. Yeah, literally. If you're like rapping a Christmas gift and she misunderstands what you're doing, <laughs> she will shoot you a tweet. Like she's pissed off all the time, and just like sort you of think like became a punchline. With me. 
I think if, I think she probably would like think about it for ten minutes and then be like, oh, why not? And would just <laughs> shoot you a mean tweet. Ten minutes. And then she would shoot you a mean tweet. Nice. She would. Li- she literally started a beef with Ti's wife. And was just like, you're ugly as fuck, like, out of nowhere. She just, like, goes at you? She goes at you. For no reason? Kind of. She's just a sort of, like, she just has, like, a bad attitude. She's just sort of, like, a brat. But, like, I don't know, I'm kind of into it. I'm, like, kind of down. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I, mean, I just feel like hip-hop is so, like, antiseptically oh, clean I now that I kind of like yeah. that there's this person who's, like, such... I don't know, just so drawing rude. Drawing a line and in like, the sand. Yeah, drawing a line. It's like people got so excited about Kendrick's control verse just true. because like nobody like goes in like that anymore. It's true. And I just think for a while it was like, girl, you can just like spit your shit all you want as long as you like drop music. So like, where is this album? And now that the album is out, yeah, I'm I'm just excited. So oh, I'm happy to oh, see okay. her on the up and up. Did she call anyone out in the music so far? Have you noticed? No, she literally, her music is very just like... She raps so fast all the time, and there's actually like, a lot of pop in this album. Oh, it's yeah. like she like sings a bit. It's well, interesting. It's that really clearly means that she's trying to get paid. So just got paid Friday night. Because she hasn't really been introduced to like the popular sphere. Well, I mean that song two one two is like pretty is like always gonna be pretty famous. So you think you know that one, right? Never? Okay. I've never heard of that song. You've never heard that song before. No. Woo! I don't know where you been. So that means it's, uh, no, but I'm saying, like, she's not in the popular sphere of music yet. You know, okay, she was definitely, that song, I'll say, is very popular. She has always been sort of, like, on the fringe, but, like, that's what the excitement was. It was, like, here's this rapper who could, like, potentially, like, burst in and, like, just be huge and mm. we just like weren't seeing it happen and now this album is out so we're gonna see and 212 well, embarrassingly enough is literally on the album like 18 years later hi it literally came out in 2011 sounds like she's 0 for 2 with the album so <laughs> let's 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 let the people decide let's let people listen we want our good friends everywhere to listen to this album six times um in their rooms blasting and then comment below and tell us what you think i'm predicting career failure <laughs> wow Full, full out prediction. I'll take that. Good friends prediction of the week. Yeah. I'm just going to keep adding different things of the week. (laughs) Like good friends giggle of the week. Tee hee hee. (laughs) Pissed off. That's a good idea. I love it. Should we give the listeners the email? Yes. Uh, Guys, or anyone, I don't know, someone's cat. Listeners. Whoever's listening. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Someone's cat alone in a room. (laughs) Just typing like, the Azalea Bank something's okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. We have an email address, goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us anything. Shoot us things you want us to talk about. Shoot us questions you want us to answer. They can be personal, or they can be existential. They can be existential dilemmas or personal queries. Yeah. Send us I'm going to censor the questions, though, so. Jack will censor them and will replace every noun with a sports term. (laughs) So it won't make much sense, but. What do you do when your basketball decides he wants to move out? Like, uh... No, I'm thinking of one in particular listener who might listen, but I'm not sure if he... My older brother. Ooh! I'm not sure if he, uh... Uh, 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 Dale family alert. The rap rap horn. Oh, Farku! Wait, you're completely right. Uh, Izzy's gonna kill me. Okay, well, next week, the return of the rap horn. (laughs) That's something to look forward forward to. to Return of the rap horn. And yeah, shoot us questions. Anything you want us to talk about? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com no the goodfriendspodcast with an s double checking goodfriendspodcast goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com yep
Um, and yeah, that's about it. See you guys later. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you have a really good week. <laughs> Depending on when this goes up. That's the end, Janet. <laughs> Fucking do your job. You bitch! Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you.